Your story is waiting for you today. Your story has something new to say. But your story will only come out to play when you're alone. Alone. Alone in a room with invisible people. The following episode may contain swearing. Alone in a Room with Invisible People is brought to you by hollyswritingclasses.com. If you find value in what we do and you'd like to support the podcast, go to coffee.com, that's K-O hyphen F-I.com forward slash alone, or you can go to alonewithinvisiblepeople.com forward slash support us to find out more. Thank you. Hi, this is Rebecca. I just wanted to take a brief moment and put a kind of disclaimer slash warning on here. This episode in our discussions on creating length, uh, some of the ideas that we came up with are going to broach the topics of suicide, war, and mass genocide. So (laughs) this might or might not be the appropriate time for you to listen to this particular podcast episode. I'm, I'm not sure, just I wanted to put a kind of listener advisor warning beforehand. Um, we don't necessarily delve super, super deep into this darkness or get depressing, but particularly um, it, it can be a sensitive topic at any point in the year, especially at this time of year. Again, if you have any urges or suicidal thoughts or anything like that, we're not doctors, but we do recommend that you seek help, call a professional, call a 1-800 number, reach out to a friend or family member, that sort of thing. We do not in any way, shape, or form take suicide lightly, and we care about all of our listeners. Hi, I'm Rebecca Gallardo, the host of Alone in a Room with Invisible People. I'm here today with author Hawthorne. With author, author. (laughs) With author and teacher Holly Lyle. And today's topic is how to expand a story idea. Flash, short, and novel. This particular episode was actually a recent, very recent question on the forums. And I jumped at it. I was drooling at it. (laughs) And Holly was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, because if you have listened to a previous episode... Because of her basically torturing me with one of her prompts. Her who? She, yes. Her who? Let's name names. <laughs> she <laughs> she gave me the uh, ability to come up with the prompt. I gave two. She picked one. So we're going to go off of one prompt, both of us. Holly is going to do hers live. So she's going to do hers first. Because that way my stuff doesn't influence any of her muse thinking or anything like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, and then I can, I'll, I'll read out what I did. I thought about this last night. We actually handled this perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into how to expand your story idea, we're going to talk about what we did this week. So, Holly? Oh, this was not an easy week. Um, Monday... Uh, I had to, Dan and I had to work to get affiliate payments um, because I had a browser error that ate them and it took us pretty much all day to get it fixed so that I could pay uh, affiliates for uh, my my class affiliates for my program. So um, that was most of my Monday 
and yeah. uh, I did work a little bit on uh, lesson two. I got it set up, which I was a little a little happy about. But the rest of this week got eaten by mailing lists <laughs> because along with moving from um, uh, South Florida to Ohio, uh, I also moved from my old email sender for my mailing lists to my new email sender. I'm not going to name names because it's not one yeah. of those affiliate link things. I'm not doing and, any promotions or any stuff. It's just... And um, you've mentioned this before, but it's just astounding how much work oh my God. it takes. Oh, my God. I, I have been working 10, 12-hour days um, on this. And, you know, getting sitting there on the couch and putting together the, the sequences, and then I'll go in in the morning and I'll sit down and I'll do all of this crap where you have to paste everything in, you have to test all your links, you have to send yourself everything, you have to read through it, you have to read all your idiot typos, you have to go through and find the ones that you can find, knowing that there are still some in there. And it's this for, and, and I'm doing lesson reminders and I'm doing um, updates and just all of this stuff. And I got three hours of Dead Man's Party in this week. Yeah, I was going to say, but you yeah. did you did get your revision in, yeah. which, again, that's something that you tell people all the time is some weeks you're just not going to have as much time. But yeah. as long as you try to get it in where you can, you're still at least you've got a little momentum going. Yeah. And I w seriously, I would just love to sit and just do the revision. But there's there are things that depend on other things that depend on other things. And email is one of the most important things I've got. So, um, as just part of a business thing yeah. and sometimes, sometimes the business part of the business and not the fun part of the business has to come first. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people understand that because I'm sure we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen, that have their own businesses. They understand. I know I definitely, uh, when I was running my jewelry business, I would have loved to have just sat there and you know, created new designs or just played and created stuff. But there is the business side to your work that yeah. has to, it does take priority sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Even when you don't want it to. Yeah. And for some people that could be a nine to five job, that could be their kids, that could be an education. So, I mean, shit, some days the fact that you got that stuff done and maybe spent, you know, a 10 minute timed yeah. little area writing that that's a win yeah yeah it, that really is a win and and i got a little bit of major major thinking done on the revision for um 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 the the book after war paint and the title is now oh the wishbone conspiracy good god yeah, but didn't you change it? It's not going to be the wishbone conspiracy now? I think it's still going to be the wishbone conspiracy because that's been in the back of the books for about seven years now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I, I got some stuff done on that too, and I forgot that I had done that. See, so you had a better week than you realized. I did. I had a better week than I realized. That's why we talk about this, so that I can realize that even <laughs> on the crappy weeks, there was some stuff that was good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, my week... Had I got lesson 11 done on the how to revise your novel, and I'm getting closer and closer to actually, you know, getting to the cutting of the manuscript, the writing. Oh, yeah. Um, so with lesson 11, it was adding more to the subplot, plot stuff, and then um, it, I also found a new word for one of my 
I think I might have mentioned this before. I know I mentioned it on the forums, but I changed just the label that one of the characters in the book goes by. And oh my God, it made such a huge difference. Really? It's Yeah, it's incredible how just someone's title can completely shift your um, views on them, what they do, add a little bit of mystery. So oh, that's again, cool. that, yeah, that was really cool. I built uh, some of the NoHo history and I found that um, like Misty who was the, originally the main character, had to change her name. I had to change a lot about her, add some stuff in her past. Um, I also figured out really cool how some people, the majority of people, experience death and what happens to them when they die. Really? Yes. And that was that was a huge breakthrough for me and for my Fulton Hill world. Or Fulton Hills world. Yeah. How the majority of people experience their own deaths. Um, you know, it. Fulton Hills is kind of a weird place. So. Where did you find this? Because I have never read anything about that. And, and you know, from years of, you know, working with people who were dying I, I, as, a, as an RN, um, I always kind of wondered about that. Well, it wasn't anything through research or anything like that. It was just building the one character that I changed the title of. Mm -hmm. It was this. It was always a question of how certain things worked. Okay. So as I was building her, and then I went into working on Misty, whose name is now Charlie or Charlotte. Um, it hit me why this particular character with this title is important. But also, changing the title makes her question her own job, which she has had. She is one of the people in Fulton Hills with a natural magic talent. There are two different kinds. There's natural and there's a built skill for magic. Mm -hmm. So she is one who was born with this talent. She's had it her entire life. And she, as she grew older, started to question the validity of what she did. And it's just, it was just amazing. And then that's, that's what ended up giving me, it was like this, this balance between the two. It was this little thing that kept fighting each other because she, you know, filling in what her job title was and what she did gave me the answer to how people experience their own deaths, which then led me to have her question her job in the first place. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it just kept going back and forth. Oh, and that, that's cool. I love yeah. how, that, how stories just kind of evolve that way. Yeah, and now she's vying for her own series, but I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, got, I got too much to do, bitch. Because <laughs> the bastards will do that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, oh, God. I also finished up Lesson 12, which is a character resharpener. Uh, it also has you go through the scene purposes and the... Um, character notes you know like any mm -hmm. characters that you might have changed or added or subtracted that sort of thing uh the character resharpener was also incredibly important i did have to smush three people into one <laughs> which actually isn't that bad i was afraid it was going to be more but yeah I, I got a lot done on the how to revise your novel course and oh my god i need to share this picture my revision 
notes are ridiculous. Really? Yeah, they're. I think they're probably an inch and a half thick, if not more. Oh God! I have to share that. Um, oh, but just it's, stick it on the blog. Yeah, I can just do that. Just take a picture I can and that. stick it on the blog because that would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's. I'm starting to get the feeling I'm going to need a bigger binder, <laughs> which is what I said about the book in the first place. Is that you know funny Jaws quote? Oh, I think we're going to need a bigger <laughs> boat. Yes. Yeah, this, I thought I was going to need a bigger binder just for that. I could not, I cannot believe how thick these notes are. So, um, yeah, if you guys are taking how to revise your novel, if you have the course and you're waiting for the upgrades, you're going to get all of my stuff. I would suggest not printing it out. <laughs> yeah, good plan. We're doing them as PDFs. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. So let's go ahead and get into the story or to the episode. So getting back to how to expand a story idea, flash, short, and novel. This was a question, again, like I mentioned, it was in the forums. It was a very recent question. And we really, I really jumped on it. And mom was like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds like fun. You know, cause I was kind of drooling, really drooling over this one. My <laughs> muse was like, yes, please. Um, and I gave Holly two prompt ideas, like I mentioned. Yes, well, there was because I was I was evil last time to her, so she wanted to be yes. evil to me. Well, no, no, you no? you gave me the opportunity to be evil to you. Yes, I did. It was your turn. Yes, and my muse just like I shut my eyes. I we did the whole thing that we we mentioned in the episode. Uh, I think it's two episodes ago now about just the random ideas, how to get those things, how to build within that. And I, I will link that previous episode in the show notes. But the two prompt ideas that my muse gave me was a dead animal on cobblestone. My muse ran with that one immediately. But I was like, no, no, no. Hold on. You got to give one more because I want to give Holly a choice. The second one was a car on a deserted road. Night. Engine running. One door open. Lights on. And that's the one you picked. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, basically that's what we're running on and I'm going to give you guys a minute because what we're going to do is we're going to build story ideas. So I did mine ahead of time. As I mentioned, Holly is going to do hers live. Yes. So you guys, if you are not driving, <laughs> this is a good time <laughs> to pause and you're going to be working towards building a flash fiction idea. Right. So that is the first thing you want to build. So if you are wanting to play along with us, you can do either one, but we're going to go with the car. So a car on a deserted road, night, engine running, one door open, lights on. Pause if you want to start now. Okay, Holly, go with it. Okay, now I have, you, you, you have by this time figured out probably, if you have been following and this isn't your first episode, you will have discovered that I am very fond of questions. Yes. Uh, I have processes. My muse likes to answer questions. So I started with this question. What is the irrevocable change? And all fiction must, in order to be valid fiction, it must have an irrevocable change. Something that you cannot just reverse. Something that you cannot fix by and then they woke up. It was all a dream. Now, is this 
Is this accurate within the series fiction of unchangeable, unchanging time as well? Yeah, this is, ir- this, is, this is true for all fiction. Okay. It must have an irrevocable change, something that changes that cannot be pulled back from. Um, and so I said, okay, car on a deserted road, night, engine running, one door open, lights on. All right, what's the irrevocable change? And my, my, I'm having to read my writing here, which has gotten cold on me. I thought um, you were going to do this live. No, I just did a little prompt. Oh, okay. And then from there, I, yeah, uh, I answered my question with understanding the nature of the event. That was, that was, okay, so I'm looking now at what is the nature of the event of a car just sitting there. What is irrevocable about that? And uh, the, the irrevocable thing I'm going to say, the thing that happened is that something changed in the driver that it wasn't it isn't a problem with the car it is a problem with the driver and i don't know what that problem is so okay so how would you build this into a flash fiction story how right okay with with flash fiction you only have really room for 500 words okay that's what flash fiction is you can write shorter than that I think some people do a thousand, but for yeah. for your purpose within the how to write flash fiction that does not suck, we're going to stick with the flash fiction definition of 500 words or less. Right, right. So you have room in a 500 word story. If you are telling a whole story with a beginning, a middle, and an end, you have room for one conflict. You have room for one irrevocable change. You have room for one ending. And... And that's in it's in five hundred words. So okay, what what can have gone wrong? Not with the car, because the car is fine. The car is is just sitting there in the dark, um, and my my character is out alone in the in the woods. What went wrong with the character? Um, and it can't be something that changed, or I mean, it can't be something that that is revocable external it cannot be revocable it has to be the character it has to be something that that happened something changed in in the character um i don't want to go with insanity um i but but i like the idea of a revelation so the character was driving along the character suddenly had a revelation, suddenly saw something as true that had been false. Okay. Um, character saw something or someone on the road, stopped the car, got out because, and, and you don't do that in the, in, in the lone, in the woods at night. You don't do that because if you see something on the road, at night, it might be something that might want to eat you or kill you or do terrible things to you. But this character, so it's a woman, because you want this to be the worst possible stakes, the craziest thing possible. You're a woman alone driving at night. You don't get out of the car. You just don't. So this woman gets out of the car because she sees something life-changing on the road something that makes her go against everything she knows okay she sees an angel on the road 
that that is it looks solid has wings is magnificent it changes everything she thought she knew about the way the world is she gets out um okay the next thing is what is the expectation um and the expectation then is that the angel is going to be a good guy Ooh, oh oh and there it is and there it is because with the irrevocable change she gets out of the car the expectation the angel is going to be a good guy the realization okay the conclusion the angel is lucifer who is an angel mm-hmm. just a fallen angel and is is magnificent and beautiful and standing in physical form on the road and she gets out of the car and um now you don't want you don't want lucifer to win but what what have you got in 500 words what can you do because there 500 words is not a lot guys no yeah um so you have to have okay so she wow this is this is going back to my 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 childhood roots here but um, I, I have mentioned previously that I was a missionary's kid. I know how this stuff works. I've read the Bible a bunch of times. Uh, she is going to uh, send him back to hell in 500 words. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And this is all we were talking about. We don't. We're not going to give you the entire flash fiction story because right. he's not going to write live. But that is your flash fiction story. That is your aim. Right. Is to have this character have a sudden revelation, get out of the car, mm-hmm. approach this person, and again, it's a female, right? Female, <laughs> and she had, she has some sort of, of um, conviction that this is, this is a life, life affirming, life important, important to her. She goes forward in faith and trust because she sees an angel, and faith and trust is going to be the twist there nice yeah because she does have that faith she does have that belief so she is able when lucifer was attempting to mislead her by looking beautiful and glorious and pulling her out of the car he brought the wrong person forward and she truly and genuinely believes and has faith and so does whatever it is she has to do and sends him back to hell yeah, and again, he didn't pull her physically out of the car. This no. is something again that that if you you know if you know about the Christian faith, and some of our listeners are Christian, is Lucifer adds that temptation, and for her, the temptation was an angel that she it, under the assumption that it was good. It was a, one of those Lucifer tricks. So yeah. that's really cool. That's really cool. Right. She chose to go forward. Yeah. But he chose the wrong victim. Yeah. So I I like the idea too that. Um, that we both, because hopefully at this point, the right the listeners have written their own little first bit of a prompt. Mm-hmm. Um, we we both thought that the car was empty. We both decided that the deserted road was a forest because nothing in that prompt says that the car is empty. It <laughs> could have had kids in the back. It could have had a passenger. It could have had. It just said that the deserted that it was a car on a deserted road it was night the engine was running and one door was open with the lights on 
with the right. beams, the high beams. Didn't say anything else about anything else. So that was really cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let's move into how would you turn this into a short story? Define first what a short story um, would would be in this case. Okay. For me, a short story is um, a thousand words to like 6,000 words. You know, okay. if you get after that, if you go over 6,000, you're starting to to creep into novelette range. And there is this kind of squishy area between 6,000 and about 8,000 words where you cut. Yeah, I was actually yeah. thinking up to about 8,000 was, was my short story, like, topper. Yeah. Yeah, after that, you're into novelette, you know, but... And then there's novella and then there's novel. Yeah, novel. yeah, yeah. but, you know, we're, yeah. we're going to define novel as 50,000 words and up. Cool. Uh, we're going to do- define define short stories and shortish stories, novellas and novelettes, as um, in the ten thousand yeah ten thousand ish range, um, up to from from about a thousand up to ten thousand, and you know and then that, that area that's your short there. story yeah is the one thousand to ten thousand range right okay cool right. so let's turn this into a short story or have you okay um now for my irrevocable change there now i am (laughs) i am doing three completely separate ideas because the idea that will work for a flash fiction is not the idea that will work for a short story or a novel okay so you're taking one prompt and mm-hmm. coming up with three different ideas. Three different ideas, yes. I stayed with the exact same idea and built it into all three different things. Yeah. So that is really cool. So we both took this a different way. So, right. okay, so say say the same prompt and take okay. it to your short story. So, again, the car on a deserted road. It's night. The engine is running. One door is open and the lights are on. Okay, and again, for... The uh, short story, I am starting with what is my irrevocable change? Because that is the thing that starts the story. Something breaks. Something falls apart. Something happens that cannot be put back in the bottle. Oh. Okay. Um, And I'm going to use cannot be put back in the bottle as the concept here. uh, Because, okay, we've got... I'm going to, I'm going to do this with, I'm going to do this with a woman again. Um, and she was suicidal. She was out of the car. She just left it running. She said, to hell with it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. And she gets out of the car in the middle of the night, leaves the car, doesn't even care enough to, 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 to turn the car off. She just leaves it running and she walks away. And she is, there's a, there's a bridge in front of her. And she is going to throw herself off the bridge. So this car is parked now in front of a bridge running. And she is just going to walk over to the end and she's going to throw herself off the bridge. Because she, she something changed. She is, she is just, she can't take it anymore. She might even have left, okay, let's say she did. She left the house intent on killing herself she had this destination in mind she has been driving over this road and looking at that bridge for days now and some i don't know what happened to her i don't know what the thing was that pushed her over today 
Um, but today was the day. She has had a, a life of mis- misery and disillusionment. Ah, okay. Disillusionment. Today was the day the guy she absolutely loved. And they have been fighting. They have been having problems. Today is the day she found out that he had somebody else. Today, tonight. And tonight, at night, was when he told her and he said, I'm done, babe. I'm out of here. You have fun. And that's why she, okay. So, but, but, but she doesn't kill herself. Because that's not, that's not, that's not a story I want to tell. So something happens between when, (laughs) when she gets out of the car and when she hits the bridge. And this is a road she's been over a lot of times. She's seen it. She's familiar with it. She kind of had this planned in the back of her mind and something changes because she's been, she's been running this through her mind. She's kind of suspected. Something changes. You're going to laugh. A kitten walks out in front of her. I like that, though. Mm-hmm. A kitten. She did a little, little scruffy-eyed, little, little scruffy kitten. Little skinny, filthy, dirty, scruffy kitten. And she picks it up, and she says, well, you can come with me. And then... She says, no, 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 you, you didn't ask for that. And then she starts to wipe him off. She just kind of cleans him up a little bit. And he's purring. He's skinny. He's starving. But he's purring because, you know, she's there. Yeah. And the, the, she has never had a cat before. She's not a cat person. She thought she was, maybe, maybe she thought she was a dog person. Or maybe she's just never had a pet before in her life. So she doesn't know what to do. She's okay. So she's not. So she doesn't know what to do. But all of a sudden, there's this tiny little life, and he was right on the road. And it's not a lightly traveled road during the daytime. And she understands that if she leaves him there, he's he's going to be dead the next time she comes by. Well, and she, she was going to kill herself. So yeah. Well, she was going to kill herself, but but there's him now. There's this little cat. And she goes, well, okay, I don't have to kill myself right now. I can, you know, take care of you first and maybe find you a place and then I can kill myself. And so she puts him in the car with her and she goes, she, she starts figuring out what she has to do. And she, she, it's night, so she can't take him to a vet. So that has to wait until tomorrow because, you know, so delaying action. So she's telling herself, well... I can get him taken care of and then kill myself tomorrow. Right. I'll kill myself tomorrow. But she's, but then she goes, okay, well, so what do, what do I know about kittens? Absolutely not. But obviously, you know, he can eat cat food of some sort. Uh, Obviously there's something that I can do here. And so she, um, she goes to an all open all night, you know, a Walmart or something. And she goes through and she's got him in her shirt to keep him warm. She has him just stuffed. So he's in there with her, hidden away, filthy and dirty, but 
but tucked away inside her shirt, and she can feel him kind of squirming around in there, little claws and stuff. But, you know, he's purring. He's purring right up against her. And she can feel the warmth, and she's getting stuff for him. And she goes, okay, so so I'll just get this stuff for tonight. And um, she looks for, I, I don't even know. So And she doesn't know because you've rescued kittens, but yeah. she hasn't. So she's on her phone, and she's looking up what you do when, if you find a kitten. And she's, she's getting the, the stuff she needs, and she's researching, and she's kind of getting into this. And she doesn't realize she's getting into it. And this is the point where if you are dedicated to writing the story, you would start researching stuff. Briefly, So yeah. if you want to ask any questions, because this is a topic I'm pretty aware of, that way we would cut down on you being able to have okay, to research yeah. Okay, anything. so what do, what's she doing? <clears throat> well, she would be, like, most likely it's got fleas too. Mm -hmm. So she's going to look up, you know, she's looking at flea collars. The flea collars would say no kittens under six months. She's pretty sure this kitten is under six months, so she has yeah. to look up the what age it probably is and then how to take care of it. So she would have to get the dawn, and that would probably extend it as well because she's seeing that the the flea thing you want to do at least once every twenty four hours for maybe two, maybe three days. Mm -hmm. They don't have kitten food in small one size chunks. So she's going to have this big bag of cat food, little kitten food, and then okay. maybe some wet food. How about like cans or something? Would she have a preference between bags or cans? Or um, she, A lot of stores that sell the kitten food mm -hmm. don't actually have the canned food. I have noticed this oh, okay. because I have wanted to get several canned foods for kittens. But the problem is that a lot of them don't sell the canned kitten food. They only sell these bags of kitten food. So she would have a lot of kitten food. I'm sure she would. Okay. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay. So she buys this big bag for, she's, you know, so even though she doesn't realize that she has extended her commitment, it's not a tiny bag. It's not a one day supply. It's a big bag. And in the back of her brain somewhere, there is something that says, okay, this is going to take a while to get this kitten okay. It's going to take a while. She doesn't say, I'm not going to kill myself tomorrow. But she says, this is not a one-night thing. And she moves another step forward. Um, okay, so then at the same time, at the same time that she's doing this, um, she had already pinned, taped a letter to the place where she was going to jump off the bridge. She was that close. She had her suicide note. It's not in her pocket. She had put it on the bridge because the car's there, you know, obviously. But, but somebody, she had somebody that she wanted. She wanted to punish the boyfriend. So she left a suicide note specifically blaming him by name. Somebody finds the suicide note. But the car is gone now because she the had to take it. The car is gone now. Okay. The car is gone now, but it's morning. Okay, so this is a scene change. This is day two. Um, it's a heavily tra traveled bridge. She wanted the suicide note to be found. 
and you know she assumed that the car would be stolen so she made it in brilliant day glow orange big page taped right on the the railing of the bridge big ass thing right up there it says i i am dead and i am dead because he did this and so there are now people searching the river for her body she doesn't know this but somebody comes to her house to see if they're, you know, because she, she said, she said who she was. She, you know, he, she gave her name. She didn't give her address, but if you have somebody's name, you can find them. Well, plus social so, media nowadays, it spreads so quickly that. Right. So the police show up at her house. She's there. A cop, a cop shows up at her house and opens the door, you know, breaks the lock comes in to see if there's anything in there that could, you know, would, would be related to this because, well, you know, she's dead. So you, you want to, you want to get as much of the case as you can and then get it wrapped up and, um, or there's something, or there's a question of maybe, maybe it wasn't this, maybe it was a murder. Maybe she had, maybe she made it look like he murdered her and then put a suicide note there or something. Oh. I mean, they, they yeah. never just assume it's a suicide, even if right. it says it's a suicide. They have to S verify. Yeah. Well, this is, again, this is a place where you're going to want to research a little bit. But yeah. this guy, this good-looking guy, cop, single, comes in, and there she is feeding a kitten, and she's not dead, and... There is this moment of what, and then she explains to him, well, I couldn't kill myself. And, and he, he, he kind of likes her. And there's this instant connection and this sort of a relationship potential there because maybe he knows about cats. Maybe, maybe he loves cats. Um, but that's a short story. That yeah. is, and, and you now there are you know, there are some things you can do there, but different ways that you could build that out. But in a, in essence, you can do that in a thousand words, or twelve hundred words, or two thousand words. Yeah, or you could even take the same thing and expand it to let's say six or eight thousand words, where you're showing a little bit of our process day by day. And if you didn't want that area to be a heavily trafficked area and maybe the suicide note fell off then maybe it took three or four days for somebody to find it right and day by day she's just oh god now i gotta do this for the kitten okay well mm -hmm. i'll kill myself tomorrow it's kind of like that dread pirates robert thing dread right. pirate roberts thing where he says okay have a good night i'll most likely kill you in the morning every <laughs> night she goes to bed thinking tomorrow is the night and she continues to survive just for this kitten and she decides you know maybe she'll give the bag with the kitten away but she's going to start growing attached to this kitten and then the cop shows up like you've talked about maybe right. it just took him a couple of days if you want to in longer or elongate right. this into a longer short story it just you can just make that timeline grow so that it just right. yeah more more conflicts happen more things start hooking her back into the world one little piece at a time. And you could do this in three scenes or five scenes or whatever, where every single scene, 
gives her some other tiny connection with a new life, not the old life, not going back, yeah, but going forward, doing something she has never done before, seeing herself as someone potentially new and different, being not the person who lost that asshole who was cheating on her, but this person who saved a life. Yeah. And, and who is finding that she's someone she didn't even know she was. Yep, yep, because if she's never had a pet before, she's never taken care of a small, you know, helpless life before. Right. Um, and, and if you wanted to extend it further, you could make the kitten, you know, something like Jeeves, where he had oh the eye infection and, and was absolutely help, helpless, or even Oliver and Thea, who Tony called me to come and get who were three one one I think it was two or three days old when yeah. I got them and that is that is even more helpless than Jeeves was yeah, because that's, yeah God. that's <laughs> you have to to hand feed them every two hours so that is something depending on the length of the, the story that you want you could age back the kitten a bit or whatever mm -hmm. it is that you want to do right to to allow yourself to <laughs> I'm going to be very crass here to hit a word limit in a market. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can, you can build the story to fit a word count and you do it by adding additional steps and additional conflicts or cutting down. If you have too many steps and too many yeah. conflicts and you're running long, you pair out some of that. Yeah. You make the kitten older. You make the mm -hmm. note found earlier. You do all of these little things that can can make the story shorter or longer but two it can be about a very gradual shift in the suicide mind or it can be a very quick shift in the in the mind of somebody who is fighting these suicidal thoughts like your your moment that you have talked about on this <laughs> podcast before yeah where you were going to commit suicide by running into a tree at very fast speed in your car yeah i was actually i was i was aimed toward the tree and i was speeding i was ready to go exactly so you exactly pretty much at the same moment that that your character was because she was on the bridge she already taped the thing she was ready to yeah, jump she was there yeah and her shift is slower because your shift was a quick thought in your head yeah mine was mine was just this this instant of maybe divorce wouldn't be so bad yeah and that's See? a that's a revelation you yeah. know it doesn't have to be a divine revelation or anything like that right. although you know it's for some people it would be but that was a very instant shift so that could be a short story that could be a flash fiction it's about pulling these things from your own life right so hers could be longer or shorter it it's those kind of thoughts are very different for each person who goes through them yeah so yeah <laughs> um all right so now the last thing is for you for for yours is building it into a novel and again i'm not going through mine yet i'm waiting for holly to go through all of hers because mine i did the other night i did, didn't want anything to influence it so I think that's actually perfect. Right. And yeah, I, it's your, your muse when it listens to somebody else doing stuff can, can say, oh, yeah, I could use that. Yeah. Can and I, we don't want that. my muse to do that. No. <laughs> so, okay. So here is my novel thing. Okay. My question here, uh, again, starting with an irrevocable change. Um, 
Oh, okay. So my my irrevocable change here is that my loan driver was abducted. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that car is sitting there. The door is open. The lights are on. Um, I'm going to put this someplace uh, deserty. Deserty. It's on pulled off on the side of a road. Maybe there are skid. There there are tire tracks where. But the car is left running, so this is a just instance, instance, instance ago abduction. Guy this time, it's a male. Um, let me see. See, you know, live. This is this is live, so it, it, stuff doesn't come together quite as cool as when you have notes. Um, and there's blood on the road, so it's a violent abduction which makes the person let's say a planned target this was something planned this is this is so this is someone important or someone important to somebody else you know there there are degrees of importance it's it's not uh, a king or a president or uh, but but it's it's somebody i don't know but male let me let me see okay now what is the conflict okay um Oh. Okay, the conflict here is that this isn't the only person who was abducted. This is there have been simultaneously uh over a broad area maybe a hundred people in this this one region who have been simultaneously abducted damn so this is a big this is, this is a big scary important thing it was it was a setup where each of these people had some something valuable some knowledge some skill something and they were all connected and i don't know what they were connected to but they received a message. There was, they received a message. This was urgent. They were, their skills and their whatever was needed right then. And they responded. These were, these were some sort of important first responders. Dude, like already that's enough for a novel. Already. Because you're looking at having to figure out what 100 people have in common. Now, obviously you don't have to go through all of them. But wow so yeah already that's a novel idea yeah already already you have a novel okay um yeah and i don't this is one something where when you have an idea this big where you have this moment in time where one abduction turns out to be more than a hundred abductions simultaneous simultaneous abductions with people people from uh, an area of maybe let's say 100 150 miles there where this is a huge planned operation to yeah. grab these people 
this is a big thing. Yeah, that's gigantic. You're you're talking conspiracy level because when you said that that wasn't the only abduction, I was thinking, okay, so you got a serial abductor, maybe serial mm-hmm. rapist or serial killer. Right, um, but no, this no. is a mass abduction of yeah. individual people <laughs> across a broad area, a planned, coordinated effort, which means there are a hundred and some plus abductors because you want more than one person. Yeah, to, uh, I mean, you're talking handle. probably at least... You, you could be several hundred people involved in yeah. this mass abduction. And multiple vehicles and and all of these where, where everybody is going to know where this person is going to be so that they can be in the right place at the right time, which means all of this stuff is set up in advance and then this message is sent out and then these people are grabbed. Holy crap. Yeah, that's that is that is a gigantic novel idea that could possibly spawn into a series so that is really cool and that was quick and that was faster than even the short story of the flash fiction came together right right it really was because holy crap yeah now you could try to get to what you would want your ending to be or whatever but you don't have to at that point no at that point at this point you are are writing and plotting and figure out what the hell is going on yeah you know, why were these people abducted? Who are these people? And then you create four or five separate important characters who were abducted from the broader scale of the hundreds. And you, or maybe even just two or three. Yeah, and, or you could, and one of the main characters could be the cop or the fed that's investigating it because kidnapping yeah. is a federal crime. I mean, yeah. damn. And then you have maybe the point of view of an abductor. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't want to get the villain in there too soon. Because you want people, you don't want to let people know what's going on. You want them to find out gradually over time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's okay. So that's a novel idea. (laughs) Wow. That one, that's really cool. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Um, So I guess we're on to my stuff now. Yeah, now it's your turn. Okay. Because damn, that went fast. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Well, for mine, I also put as much of my, I tried to keep as much of my actions and thought processes in while I was writing so again starting with the same prompt and I stuck with the same story idea so I took a way to create this one story idea and build it into short story and then build it into a novel and these are things these are skills that I've learned from Holly over a long time so these are things that maybe I learned from I don't know how to think sideways how to revise your novel because it talks in how to revise your novel about how to build um a subplot or something in there to help with your length um and then as i'm reading through this i might add some stuff in but basically so a car on a deserted road night engine running run door open lights on i know you guys are probably used to hearing this by now i will make a note my muse is absolutely a dick because every time i have told it i don't want to write a story it has given me a story that I want to include in Fulton Hills. So I went into this assuming that I will get a story that I can put in Fulton Hills and I can use it in either a flash fiction anthology or a short story anthology. No, it decided, no, fuck you. I'm not going to give you a story that you're going to write. <laughs> not this time. Not this uh-uh. time because I was wanting one. Right. So I was closing my eyes. I was getting some feel of something powerful, but it wasn't magic. It was science-based. Ooh. This is a small road, this small area, something, and then it hit me, World War II. 
Germany. Nazi experiments. I was asking myself now or then or both. And then the both kind of hit me because Hitler was into the occult and the Volkish movement and bloodlines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I started to go in this one area where, okay, he didn't die in a bunker. That's pretty basic. I, and I could say that that's a conspiracy that a lot of people have. Um, and then I, I wrote in here, but he didn't have any use. Like the other German Nazis, the scientists and stuff, they had a use to the U.S. government, which is why a lot of them got off very yeah. easily. Um, yeah, rocket program. Yeah, yeah. And other things, medical mm-hmm. medical stuff. I mean, you, you can look right. into which Nazis were given a free pass, basically. Um, and But Hitler had nothing in his brain that they wanted. You know, he was... The, the lack of his body is actually, in fact, a long, long-standing sore to the Allies who would have preferred to have him either incarcerated or shown to be deceased, right. you know. And the bodies that they exhumed were proven to not be him and Ava Braun. So um, then my brain popped into women were snipers and fighter pilots on the Allies side. Not Fighter not pilots? Fighter pilots. That's what yes. I said. You said fighter pilots. It was cute. Oh, whoops. Nope. <laughs> Women were snipers and fighter pilots. <laughs> Piter. That's a that's a character from Dune. Um, yeah. So on the ally side, not within the U.S., um, but I know that like Soviet Union, they had women fighters and, and um, snipers, as well as a gigantic factor in the war, um, not just in creating things like working like we had women doing industrial jobs and stuff, but women also carried secrets and were often overlooked, at least at first. So that was that was all the buildup to what came into the story. Um, my flash fiction story is, it's the 1940s. A German woman is carrying secrets to the French resistance. She was a great spy for them, but she's been found out. So... She's the story starts with her in the car running and it ends with her death, but the secrets are buried. She used one of the SS on her back to kill herself before they could force her to reveal the secrets. So she was able to get out, bury the secrets, and then the story ends with her death. This is a flash fiction story, but it ends in a triumphant death. It was her death by choice. She didn't want to be caught by the SS and tortured and forced to reveal where she put them. Yeah. So that was the flash fiction. It's dark, but that's good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's dark, but it's a reality of the, of World War II, you know? And I like that it was still triumphant, even though she died. Right. Um, so the short story is a historian whose grandmother served in a forced labor concentration camp, has been trying to locate her best friend, the grandmother's best friend, a German woman who used to work against the Nazis with the French resistance. The German woman was higher-born and had family inside the government. She attended aristocratic parties and was a member of the, Nationalist so- uh, the National Socialist German Workers' Party, which is the Nazi party. But, but this was before the invasion of Poland, would start world war ii so it was it was while everything was building up and ramping up and the jews started having a harder and harder and harder time right um so 
she had been attempting through influence to get the papers for her best friend and her entire family. But things were getting really bad coming to a head on Crystal Night. Um, now I'm trying to find... Basically, um, in this version, in the short story version, the German lady was trying to find, you know, trying to get papers for her falsified papers <laughs> for her Jewish friend and family to get out. Then after Crystal Night, she couldn't even bring up her Jewish friends anymore without the suspicion growing on her. Right. Due to her attending many parties and knowing plenty of higher-ups, she was aware of the concentration camps. At the time, used more for political prisoners, those with deviant behavior, etc. The, the concentration camps existed long before they were used primarily for the horrors and atrocities against, um, you know, not just Jewish people, but it, but a large section yeah, well, of them. Jews yeah. and blacks and, and well, yeah, it was homosexuals. And, and, yep. Yep. Yeah. So before that was the quote final solution, horrific events and stuff that that had the the concentration camps were still there, but they were usually political prisoners, um, people who were resisting the Nazis, other political parties because Hitler banned once he once he became. I don't remember if he did it when he was chancellor or when he was the Führer, but I know he banned all other political parties um in an emergency quote emergency power move mm -hmm. like he he got emergency powers then he banned all the other parties so anybody of the other parties were moved to concentration camps um so she is aware of this and she knew when to shut up she also knew how to use her power so the story follows bits and pieces of her life as the historian attempts to track her down he finds out that she died but her death destroyed a vast German plot that would have killed millions of, par of Parisians and Russians. When he tells his Jewish grandmother of what the woman did, his grandmother is sad, sees the irony in her best friend's death while she was still alive, because she made it out of a concentration camp while her German highborn friend is the one that died. That's good. She also admires the other woman's bravery says just another person giving everything they could to save the human race from itself nice so, yeah i was like damn that's pretty cool yeah that's a good short story so for the book it's this it's the story of the historian who in this case is a female um so i only changed that one little bit there i added mm -hmm. some more but whose grandmother who has raised her has died she was one of the many jews that the u.s turned away when they were first fleeing germany because this is something that a lot of people, I mean, unless you're really into World War II history, a lot of people seem not to know that um, the Jewish community, like a lot of them saw that shit was getting bad and they tried to leave. But Germany wasn't the only place that didn't like them. There was a lot of racism all over. And there was racism in the U.S. against the Jewish people as well. So they had boats coming in trying to, to find a place in the land of the free for the Jewish people. You know, they were trying to get away. Right. And there was one instance in where there were about 900 or so Jews that had been turned away from two or three other ports and came to America. And they were turned away here, too. Mm. So this is 
she was one of those that had been turned away. She she tried to get out, the grandmother. Okay. And the majority of these people who could not find home anywhere, even some of them who left, found such dire conditions in other countries because they couldn't find work, they couldn't eat. They ended up returning to Germany. <laughs> yeah. So these are the people that are moved into the ghettos, and then from the ghettos they're moved into the concentration camps. Right. So this historian has inherited all of what her grandmother has left including everything she had on world war ii nothing pre-concentration camp of course because everything she had was lost um you know all of their homes were taken over or destroyed and then all of the items that they had when they left the homes were basically inventoried and either used or tossed by the germans so um Everything she had was lost, including her entire family of 34 people. Mother, father, siblings, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, etc. The woman had thick diaries that spoke to her entire life. So the story is told from the historian's point of view, as well as from snippets from the diary, and later, snippets from her best friend's diaries as they can be located. The end leads the historian to find the secrets buried in the ground and exposes the damage that this german best friend was able to cause before she basically committed death by ss the secrets stolen would have led to something that would have caused the deaths of millions of french and russians as well as the mass german occupation of both of those lands and could very well have ended the war with the occupation of british territories before the u.s ever even got involved in the war via japan so Though a German attack on Britain, it would be likely that Roosevelt would have by then had the means to have gotten involved in the war. Mm -hmm. With the German plans, which I don't know what they are. um, Well, that's something you would plot. Exactly, exactly. But this was all that my muse needed to say, okay, now we have... And this this is where I show people that I do tend to write to an ending. I mm-hmm. do tend to have these endings figured out, although not perfectly. Like, right. all three of these already have endings that are really thrilling to me um, and an important story. And all of them show how one person can affect the the, the future of the, the world. Yeah. You know, people tend to say, you know, like, oh, they, they, they look at people like Hitler. And they're like, yeah, one person can change the world. And it's always a negative thing. But... These these are taking, to me, this is what's important, is the story. It also shows that women had a big part in World War II. Yeah, they did. And a lot of people didn't know women were snipers, didn't know women were fighter pilots, didn't know women were um, code breakers. spies, code yeah. breakers. Yeah. A lot of people look at um, Mahatma Hari. Mahat Matahari Matahari yeah yeah and she wasn't actually there's there's a lot of stories and a lot of proof coming out that she was actually not even a spy not even a very good spy and and <laughs> her, her while her sexy little you know per, the portrayal of her as this femme fatale has been greatly exaggerated and blown up and she was nothing like that Meanwhile, we have amazing women who fought in World War II, who sniped in World War II. One of them led um, led a battalion of fighter pilots 
because she was so good. And there were these, um, yeah, there were these, I think it was with the British where they called some of the fighter pilots aces there. If, if they got more than like five kills or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not glorifying. I'm not glorifying war or violence no. or anything, but you have to look at, at our history and understand it. And one of the women, I don't remember if it was the Russians or the British, but she was an ace. And she and there was there was one that led a battalion of fighter pilots. These these are the kind of stories that need to be in the view like Matahari is. Yeah. And Matahari just it was an unfortunate scapegoat, was an unfortunate She's one that got caught. Yeah. She she wasn't even she wasn't even an actual spy selling good yeah. information. You know, her her story is glorified, meanwhile, you know, these other stories of women resistance fighters and code breakers and fighter pilots and fucking snipers, we don't hear about those. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I just, I, I guess that that has been in the back of my mind for a while. And my muse just decided, hey, you know what? Let's, let's do this, you know? <laughs> so if I was, and I'm, I'm in no way, shape or form a historian, I, I am not someone who is vastly knowledgeable on the subject of world war ii i'm just interested i have been since i was a teenager and i picked up that book on hitler um and over the years i've just read more and more and more it was just something that has always been there in the back of my mind so i just (laughs) that just popped up and i was like running with it it was so much fun yeah and those are three really good story ideas and they all center and they all kind of took one idea and mm-hmm. showed how to expand it further. So the yeah. first one was in the past. The first one was the action of the one woman saving, you know. And and there were many, many areas where single individuals ruined entire plots. So yeah. this is not far-fetched at all. Um, and then, the you know, the second story makes it a little bit longer, adds the, the difference in time. And the third mm-hmm. story makes it this huge, probably epic-sweeping novel, if you could do it right. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So I I think that's it um, as far as this. But definitely take, I hope that somebody out there, some of the listeners has paused and created their own version of the story, did their own three different prompts, the flash, the short story, the novel. We'd love to see them come into the forums at hollyswritingclasses.com, find the uh, alone in a room with invisible people forum and share with us your ideas share with yeah. us what you took out of that car or if somebody did the dead animal on the cobblestone because notice <laughs> i didn't say what kind of animal did there's a lot going on there yeah um but yeah could have been a dragon yeah i i was thinking cryptid you know okay. in in plague era england for some reason that wow. was what had hit my head but um yeah so if you guys did something with the prompt, share with us. If you have more questions about this episode, if if there's something that you want other people's take on, the forums are there. As we've told you in the past, we have great people. They have different processes. Like Holly said, they have they have different opinions on things. They're a vast source of knowledge, as well as, as you know, what we share on the podcast. They can go just as deep, if not deeper. Yeah. I would like to just emphasize that what we have demonstrated here is that Ideas are fast, light, easy to come up with, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you ask yourself questions. So, so never think that that an idea that you have for a book or story or whatever is the only idea you will ever have. Don't be afraid to step outside of that one story. Maybe, maybe if it's something that's giving you trouble, walk away from it for a little while. Do something different. But because just come up with new ideas, reassure yourself that your muse is still there and working because sometimes you can get stuck on a project and it feels like that's the only project that's ever going to be there. That's the only idea you're ever going to have. And I think we have kind of demonstrated here that this just ain't so. You can come up with an idea anytime you need one. Yeah, that that really actually just touched a nerve with me. Um, We mentioned flash fiction before. I think this was... Yeah, this was earlier. Um, and I just want to mention, I know we have a lot of beginning writers that, that are listening because I've, I've, you know, of the emails we're getting or the comments or the messages in the forums. If you are a beginner and you're finding it hard to come up with ideas um, or you're a beginner and you have an idea and you're afraid of screwing it up so you're not writing it until it's perfect in your head, it'll never be perfect in your head. And you are a vast collection of ideas. One of yeah. the one of the problems I had when I was younger and into fan fiction and trying to break away from fan fiction was I thought I was not original enough. I thought I will never have an original idea. I I have to use fan fiction, um, and I suck because I would see these really amazing ideas that Mom came up with or Mark came up with. So first of all, don't compare yourself with others. Even if you're older than younger people that are coming up with these amazing ideas that are just popping out everywhere, um, it doesn't matter. Don't compare yourself with other people of any age or level of competence and just try. The Set the 10-minute timer, start putting down your story idea that you have, the one that you have right now, and then set the timer again tomorrow and work on that idea some more. You will never get new ideas. You will never get these vast majority of new great ideas. You'll never grow if you don't start. Right. Right. And starting starting just just take the chance, do the writing. Because doing the work is what feeds the work. Yes. It's not thinking about the work. It's actually sitting there and writing. Even if it sucks, you're allowed to suck. All first draft is shit. All first draft is where we start. Absolutely. I, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you want to follow us on the socials, it's at Alone with Invisible People on Instagram, at AIARWIP on Twitter, Alone in a Room with Invisible People on Facebook, where you can also contact us. But it's best if you join the forums at hollyswritingclasses.com because that is where the vast majority of our listeners are that's where holly and i check in every day or i think holly checks in when she can i check in every day um because i you know i'm not quite as busy (laughs) um you can always join you get the free flash fiction course at how to write flash fiction that doesn't suck it's a three-week course and if you follow it and do it by the end of it you'll have what like 10 or 11 stories yeah 11 Uh, well yeah you could you can do five you can do 10 you can do 11 you also get some free stuff from Summer of Fiction, which is, you know, there's, there's a bunch of really cool stuff in there as well. And again, if you would like to support the podcast, you can go to our website, alonewithinvisiblepeople.com, and you can take a look at different options. If you go to alonewithinvisiblepeople.com forward slash support us, you can see all the different ways. Obviously, you know, buying Holly's 
Holly's courses, buying Holly's fiction. You can support us, uh, you know, by what, like $3 a month, or you can support us on a one-time basis, or you can just share the podcast. Yeah, go ahead. I'd like to add just one thing here is Rebecca has an affiliate link up there. And that means that if you buy through her affiliate link, she gets half of whatever the class costs you. Um, that goes straight to her that allows her to get paid for her work on the podcast. You know, that her affiliate link is just on the, the Airwhip page. It, oh, it's, yeah, it's a Alone with Invisible People. I always put in the show notes if it's an affiliate link. But if you go to support us, there's a link in there that will take you to each of Holly's courses. And that gives you the breakdown of like all of the things she has available. And all of those are affiliate links. Yeah, and I really, really appreciate if you if you are a listener and if you want to buy a class, do buy it through Becca's link because um, she I can't afford to pay her what she's worth. And well, but, you, but I am getting paid now. Yeah, you for are the... getting some stuff from affiliate yeah. links now, which is really exciting. Um, you know, this it doesn't it doesn't cost anything extra, but it allows me to give her stuff that comes straight in through podcasts from podcast listeners and um, allows uh, allows her to afford to do things like buy electricity. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually, <clears throat> thanks to this podcast, and that's a really excellent thing that I completely forgot that I wanted to say. Um, thank you guys because you guys paid my November electricity bill and you guys paid my December electricity bill. And that is huge. You guys are, are helping me actually pay bills in my home now. And you're supporting Holly, who is, you know, dedicating a couple hours a week to come in here to the podcast. You guys are supporting her and helping her. And you guys are getting really cool classes. <laughs> so it's just so awesome. And I can't thank you guys enough for helping the way that you guys, even through the coffee account, you guys are helping me pay for my websites. Yes, thank you for helping my kid. <laughs> and thank you for helping me too, but thank you for helping my kid. That's a mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, so just follow us. Uh, if you want to email us, uh, there is, it's show at alonewithinvisiblepeople.com. Or if you want to email me personally, if you're going through some sort of struggle or something, I'm, I'm not a doctor, I'm uh, but I am somebody going through mental health issues right now. I'm on different cocktail and medications that seem to be working at this moment. Um, but I understand that sometimes you don't have somebody to talk to. So that would be Rebecca at alonewithinvisiblepeople.com. And that has been our episode today. Awesome stuff. I really enjoyed this one. This one was the one that I was, my muse was chomping at the bit to, to play with. So thank you, Holly, for, for fitting this one in. That was a... Oh, it, that's, that's fine. I had a wonderful time with this. And I'm really surprised with what I came up with. Yeah. Yeah. That big thing at the end, especially, oh God, was like, that's wow. so cool. Yeah. And now I want to write it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I would love to write mine, but I the amount of research I would have to do would oh. tear me away from Fulton Hills for probably a couple of years. And I just, I won't do that to myself. But um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We love you guys. And I can't wait for the next episode. Holly? Well, we do. Just, just... Get out there, build some ideas, kick some ass, take some chances, and have some fun. You can totally do this, and, and it will make you happy.